oh my gosh, either do not ask kids this question or reframe this question and change the trajectory of how your children think about their life, their career, their finances, and everything they're doing when they're an adult. Let's get started. Are you ready to have a really good life with kids? Let's talk about parenting. I'm Alora Cheek and I'm going to walk you through all sorts of topics from education to unschooling if you do that to frankly how to get along with your spouse, your kids, and everybody under your roof. Let's get going. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this topic. This topic, so you know, I have a degree in education, like for uh, middle school and high school. And so the topic of what are you going to be when you grow up comes up a lot. In fact, even when kids are little, people are in college, what do you want to be when you grow up? Let's pick apart that question. There's a quote from John Lennon, and I haven't done the Snopes on it to make sure he actually said it, but there's a popular quote that John Lennon supposedly said, the uh, band member from the Beatles, when I went to school, they asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. I wrote down happy. They told me I didn't understand the assignment, and I told them they didn't understand life. <laughs> oh, I love that quote. <sighs> but So what's wrong with asking kids what, they, what do they want to be when they grow up? Well, a couple of things. Number one, there's a lot of assumptions inside that question. You have to think about it from the, cons the construct of a small child or a kid, or even a teenager asking that, that there's one thing that you're supposed to be. One thing for your whole life. Now, back in the day, people would often have one career that they would have for their, for their whole life, right? You'd become, for example, a bank examiner, and you would do that until you retired. But I don't know that many people that have one career for their whole lives anymore. People are often shifting careers, sometimes uh, at different parts of their life, sometimes completely different careers. They're an accountant, now they're a nurse, all sorts of, all sorts of large changes. So to ask a kid what do they want to be when they grow up begins to put this um, pressure on them or can put this pressure on them that there's only one choice. And therefore, if they pick a career and they start it, and they don't want to continue that career, is there a subconscious block because they feel like they've failed now, that they want to change careers? Or do they have a block to actually choosing or trying to explore a career because they think whatever the career they start, they have to do forever? And maybe they're not sure they want to do forever. Isn't that an interesting thing to think about? What do you want to be when you grow up? Now, there's a couple other things in that you can pick apart, which is, well, if they're going to be something when they're growing up, what are they being now, <laughs> right? What does, that, what does that mean that they're doing now? Is what they're doing now have any value, or do they only start to have value to society when they grow up? There's another part of it, too. What, do they gonna, what are they going to be? But also, let's talk, let's talk about the word be. Now, there's an interesting idea that when you have ownership over things, it really gets stuck in your ego. Eckhart Tolle talks about this. So for example, if you're talking about my basketball, once you put the word my in it, my basketball, now there's some part of you that's associating yourself with the basketball. So if something happens to the basketball, now it's also sort of happening to you. This is why the Buddhists sometimes say attachment is the root of all suffering because now there's this ego attachment with the word my. So when you talk about what are you going to be when you grow up, what's the ultimate attachment? 
Well, it's not even just something I'm I'm doing. It's something that I'm being. It literally is my being. So I'm going to be a lawyer. Well, what do people say about lawyers? There's all sorts of jokes about lawyers not being nice people. Or I want to be an artist. There's all this talk about how artists can't make money, or if they do make money, maybe they're not making real art, right? There's all these things about that. So now you're talking about having this child or even this teenager, imagine that they're going to become something other than who they already are, right? Again, word choice. Word choice, uh, depending on people's personalities, really can matter in how they're processing these large concepts and growing up. So what can you do about this? Well, it's great to have conversations about what do you want to do when you grow up, but you can also say it another way, because this whole grown up thing, right? When does a person feel grown up? A small child can feel grown up when they're helping with the dishes. They're doing what grown ups are doing. They're doing the exact same things that grown ups are doing, the dishes, while they're still young, right? So. See what's going on there? So what you can say is when you get your driver's license and you have access to more things, where are some places that you want to explore? Or when you're 18 and you're legally allowed to move out of the house if you want or get your own apartment, if you have a driver's license, what are some of the things that you want to explore when you reach that level of mobility and freedom? When you, right, when you're 25 and you can rent your own car, I'm kidding, right? Think about that in terms of grow up. Think about it instead of when you reach this place where you have the freedom to do that, what are some of the things that you might want to do? Because now you're taking the child or the teenager as they are now and you're just putting that same person into a place where they have more options. Isn't this interesting? Now, what do you want to do? Well, that's a little bit different than what do you want to be? What do you want to do? Not when you grow up. What do you want to do? when you get to the uh, the part where you're living on your own. Right? Well now, gosh, what, I, what do I want to do? Now we're back to there's something I'm supposed to do. There's one thing I'm supposed to do and I hope I do it right. And I hope I don't make the wrong choice about doing that thing. What is that thing I'm supposed to do? What if instead we opened it up even more and we had conversations like, what are some of the things that you want to try? What are some of the avenues for career that you want to explore? What is something that you want to learn more of? What's something that you want to try your hand at? What is something that you'd like to give a first go at? If you could have a career in your mind that you're picturing when you're able to drive to it and start it because you're at that, at that freedom age to do it, what's one that you'd like to, to try on, like a hat? Oh, this is really interesting, isn't it? We don't talk about this a lot, even in career counseling for like high schoolers or people that are high school age. It's always like, what job do you want to have? As if the person already knows what that job is. How many of you actually shadowed somebody, as in followed somebody around in the career that you ended up in to see what their day-to-day -day was actually like? How many of you went into teaching only to realize that there's there's <laughs> there's a lot of meetings with um in-service meetings and there's a lot of paperwork that you're filling out and there's a lot of stuff that you're doing which is not interacting with the students. How many of you went into um, another field? I, somebody was recently talking about how they went into a certain field where they thought they would be able to exp uh, use their creative 
and engineering or sort of structural genius to create things and they found that they spent most of their time in that job going to meetings and dealing with management, right? <laughs> Has this happened to you? So so when we say to a kid, when you grow up, do you want to be, right, whatever this career is, you're assuming that A, they know what that career is, and B, you're assuming that that career is also what you think it is, instead of going out and apprenticing it, or trying it, or going into, um, uh, what do you call them, internships. I know somebody who's, who's done a lot of careers in their life, and has really found things that they're passionate about. They did not hesitate to go and volunteer in places or take internships in places when they were in their 20s so they could actually really see what was going on inside those jobs and structures and systems. Yeah, so what do we, what do we want to explore? Let's give our, especially in these change, the changing world that we are in, where there's the internet and there's airplanes and there's travel and people's resumes are changing all of the time and people are shifting jobs. What are some things that you want to explore? But now let's take it even further. What are some things that you like to do? How do you like to do them? How do you operate? What, where, where are you in your sweet spot of your creative genius or your structural genius or your intellectual genius or your emotional genius? What does that look like for you? Right? Do you like to work alone? If you do, awesome. Do you love to collaborate with people? I mean, I'm a uh, I wouldn't say I'm a social scientist. I would say I am definitely an emotional empath, like personal growth person. So the truth is my medium is people, relationships, and emotions. And when I was in school, I was often in trouble for <laughs> talking to people, right? Getting out of my seat, coordinating, right? Turns out I was a phenomenal project manager. My entire job at an internet company was literally what I was told to not do in high school, which was get to know everybody, find out their likes and their dislikes, help them out, um, walk around, uh, say, oh, so-and-so is doing this and so-and-so is doing that. You guys could work together, putting people together. I did that. I do that at parties. I'm like, oh, you're looking for a golf partner. This person's looking for a golf partner. Let, let me introduce you. It's something that I do naturally. And I had these this urge my whole life to learn how to explore that. But it wasn't something that you do when you're sitting down looking at a blackboard because back then we didn't have whiteboards, folks, looking at a blackboard in school, right? So you start to take a look at this this person that you're helping raise and even yourself <laughs> and you say what do you naturally like to do do you naturally like to work in quiet do you naturally like to work in chaos do you love making reason out of chaos do you love to work in sciences do you love to work in the verbal arts or the visual arts do you like to work um, in consistency which is I'd like to do have the same schedule every day or do you like to work in bursts I'm also somebody who likes to work in bursts being a stage manager in theater was or a director in theater was phenomenal for me because we would focus on something for like six weeks or two months and just live and breathe that and then it would be done and then we could take a break and then we could start again. What kind of cycles do, do, do folks like? Now, this doesn't mean that somebody who's cyclical can't have a regular job where they are doing things consistently, but if you know you're a cyclical person and you're taking on a nine to five day job, maybe it'd be good for you to put breaks in there, some vacation breaks, so and give yourself some projects that are 
more time time projects so you can feel like you have some cycles in there. Do you see how we're putting things together? So now let's go back before I get into the weeds on all that. Let's get back into the discussion with kids. What do you want to be when you grow up? Say so first of all, you're doing phenomenal right now. And as you get older, you're going to have more freedoms. You're going to be able to drive. You're going to be able to fly places. Uh, <laughs> uh, presumably. You're going to be able to do all these. You're going to be able to, right, legally be able to, to uh get your own place, right? You're going to be able to take classes at any community college or university. You're going to be able to do internships. You're going to be able to explore. You're going to be able to make your own lunch dates with people and have your own interviews with people and have your own businesses if you want. What is interesting to you right now? When you think about that whole world, what are some things that are sparking interest for you right now? And just let them tell you, well, right now, and then here's the thing. This is where you suspend judgment. I, I might do a whole podcast on this because I thought if we knew that every single person on the planet would be financially successful no matter what they did, would we stop micromanaging with fear or actual, um, I'll put you in college as long as you have a degree that I agree with type of behavior and conditions what what would we how would we parent and how would we think about things if we knew that our children no matter what they did would be financially successful oh that's a big one huh that's a big one isn't it and to say great this the kid says i want to be an artist and then you say great excellent what is it about the art that interests you and let them talk about it let them explore the pieces and parts of the art that interests them. Keep in mind, somebody who's 14 does not have the same life concepts or even the same desires as somebody who's 25 or 35 or 45. Life and age creates different desires in you, right, for financial solvency or even stability and all of those things. So as an older person from your place to look at somebody who's like a teenager and say, you should be thinking about these things that I'm thinking about now that I'm older. Well, did you think about those things when you were a teenager? And if somebody told you, would you have listened to them? Oh, probably or not. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't think I did. But what would have really been helpful for me was these conversations where somebody said, how do you think about this thing called life? How do you think about where you intersect with the world? And some of the things that you'd like to do with other adults, call it a career, call it a passion, call it a hobby that gets paid, call it whatever it is, your time your time and your talent. What are some things that are interesting to you about your time and your talent? What are some of the things that you adore? And if they say, I want to grow up and be a, 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 a cowboy or a cowgirl, then you look at them and you think, wow, there's something about that that is, that is calling to them. And later on, you can go back and you can see the threads, whether it's working in an open space, having their own land, calling their own shots, whatever it is that they think is, is that. It's difficult to see the future, but it's much easier to track the past. There's a, I, I don't know if it's on Netflix now or Amazon, but there's a series called Seven Up. This guy, I think he was in England, but he interviewed kids when they were seven years old and with their 
their consent, and then he interviewed them again when they were 14, 21, every seven years. He interviewed them about their life. He asked them the same similar questions every seven years. And I think the last time I watched it, they were in their 50s. And you can see, right, when you watch this series, you can see the thread of a person all the way through. But when they were little, when they were seven, it was not as easy to see where they would, where they would end up and what they would focus on and what they would do. So my goal in all of this, to wrap up this particular podcast, is to say, let's have conversations with kids. Honestly, let's have conversations with ourselves and each other's where we're helping people understand their talents, helping people understand their time, helping people understand the way that they work in the world and they're interested without putting on constraints accidentally about there's something you have to, to do and there's only like there's something you have to do. Hopefully, hopefully you'll find it, right? There's something else you have to be versus being yourself. There's, uh, there's, a, there's a right and a wrong about how you're going to go through this. And, right, and, and then all of your assumptions about all of that. Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? Think about, especially in this changing world, especially with now we have the internet and, and all of these things and technologies are changing and the job force is changing and all these things are changing. How can you prepare your kids now for what the world is going to look like in 25 years? I mean, seriously, or 20 years or even 10 years or heck, at this point, even five years. How can you prepare them? Well, you prepare them by having great conversations where they know how to think things through, right? With the assumption that when they find something or discover something that they want to explore, that they're interested in investing their time and their talent in, that with the right help and the right know-how and the right knowledge and the right mindset and the right attitude and the right everything, they can do that and also live what is considered to them to be a successful, including financial life. It is possible, but we cannot destroy the possibility of that in them and then expect them to grow up in the uniqueness that they are. Right? Yeah. just listen to the podcast really good life with kids with me alora and if you liked it please subscribe like share do all that stuff if you have questions that you want to submit or you want to work with me one-on-one to figure out what's going on specifically with you and your family go to reallygoodlife.com 